Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Good evening and welcome to a uh, another installment of, of our aftermatch review uh, that we've named Baradian Coke. Um, I'm joined tonight by a uh, smug-looking, <laughs> uglier version of myself with a beard and no hair. Matt, how are you doing, mate? All right? I'm not too bad, to be fair. I think it's been a decent day. Yeah, yeah and a half, mate. It's been... Uh, I tell you what, I need, uh, I need one of them heart, monitor, heart rate monitors on me. I was so nervous. <laughs> I almost thought about going and doing like some washing up or something for the last half hour um, because I was so nervous. Uh, and I just like I don't know I, I just could not I don't know I just I, there was just a feeling that do you know what we're never going to hold on to this there was always that little bit of uh, disbelief that we were going to do it you know uh, with with the kids out there and that but yeah look we'll we'll get into some chat in a moment after uh, after we've played a little introduction video and it goes a little something like this. <laughs> Yeah, evening everybody, wherever you're watching from, whether you're Selenium, uh, Lineanum, uh, watching all the way from out in, in Australia, whether he's still up or just got up, it looks like he's he's still up from the night before, so it must be a Monday morning there. Uh, yeah, uh, thanks for joining us everybody. Uh, where do we start with that? I mean, what a performance, Matt. What, what, uh, if you were to put that into sort of three, three quick words well what would what would your three words be wow um <laughs> uh, I mean, there, yeah a little bit i mean wow is one of them i think uh smacked is another one and kind of disbelief it's, it's an unreality yeah 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 i think i look I couldn't agree. I couldn't disagree with any of them. I think no matter what you w- words you said, there's there's not enough superlatives to, to actually 
recognise how well we played today, given the squad available to us um, and and the position, I suppose, we've been in over the last few months. How, how, where did that performance come from? Where where did it start? Where did it end? Do you well, know why? I, 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 I'm not entirely certain. I, I, I think, especially when you put into it the injuries that we experienced early on in the first half, and, and at that point, I'm thinking, my God, because Forshaw has been so important to us while Phillips has been out, and, and at that point, you're thinking, without, you know, we, we've got um, a lightweight midfield already, and, and then we then compared to some giants that play for West Ham, and then we're bringing on Bait who. I think played quite well, but you know he's, he's only a young lad and he's only a small lad. And you're thinking, how is this going to go? Are we going to get um, rolled over here when, for the first 20 minutes, we've been well on top and we've been a better side? And, and at that point in time, I'm thinking, oh wow, here we go. <laughs> we, we've, we've given ourselves a foothold in the game. We've got our noses in front, um, and here we go again. More injuries, <laughs> and, and then that. I, I, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know where it came from. I, I didn't expect it. Um, I, I, I even more didn't expect it uh, when, you know, we, we're looking like we're getting some defenders in and then all of a sudden we've lost another one and we've lost the, the player that's that's protecting the defence and you're thinking, wow, you know, the, 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 this could go anywhere now. Um, and But the character to be able to um, get in front and then pegged back and then again, and then get in front again, you know, to, to, to go again. I think it's, you know, that, that's that's the character that we showed in, in the championship that a lot of people yeah. said, you know, has been lacking of late. I'd agree. I think I think we showed some real bollocks uh, as a club, but not only as a club, some of those young lads that have come in today, Hilda, uh, oh, yeah, I know, I understand they played last week. Uh, I was there and, and it, it was a different story. We didn't come away with the win there. But I, I was there and I felt... I felt like there was always an opportunity. They didn't really look like a fourth-place Premier Division side playing a 16th-place Premier Division side in the Cup, yeah. um, especially given given the squads that were out. We, we we caused them a couple of problems last week. They, they didn't overly dominate the game, um, other than you know the, the, the infamous Bowen offside, gifted VAR goal, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. Um, and then the breakaway goal when we were really going for it in the last minute, you know, in, in the... Um, in the in the in the last ninety in the ninety something minute or whatever, but but that gave me real belief, and and you'll see that belief was in my in my score predictions, which were coming to on on Tuesday night because I'm going to be a little bit smug because there's some funny results coming, uh, <laughs> some points some points lost and won there. So, um, but yeah, look, it was it was it was it was a real honest, proud Bielsa type performance, wasn't it? Everybody wanted to play for the club. Yep. Everybody was playing for each other. They were running themselves into the ground. Um, to start with how we started then, obviously, um, relatively early goal from, from Jack, uh, who's, who's obviously had his had his doubters uh, over the last, well, since we've signed him. I would say since we signed him for, um, on, a, on a full transfer. When he was on loan, he was the best thing since last yeah. spread, Jackie Aradonna, all that. But he's had, he has had his doubters, and I'm hoping he's silenced a lot of those today. What would you make of that um, that first goal? Um, yeah, I, I mean, uh, we've given ourselves a platform. I don't think it in any way came against the, the run of play. Um, I think no. that we'd built um, a bit of a head of steam, and I, and I think it, 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 it was... One of those where you're thinking, 
shit, we, we are on top and we've got to make the most of it. And there's so many times, especially so far this season, where we, we've we've built up our esteem, we've got the, the, the other team uh, under pressure and then we've not taken advantage of it by scoring at the right time. Um, and, I, and, I, and I think that, that the goal came at the right time. I think we'd shown that we were there, we were there to play. Um, and you know, it, it was one of them for me where um, we had taken advantage of that, um, where we were in a position to dominate a side and, and scored. And, and actually, that's, that's something that we've not been doing. We've not been doing, doing enough of taking advantage of that position. I, I think you've seen, you hit the nail on the head there. We were a lot, we were far more clinical today, other than Dan James's shot when he was through one on one. I don't remember another open opportunity where we probably should have scored. Um, uh, and and Jack and Jack reflects that. He, I think he had three shots, three on target. Uh, four, he had four shots, three on target, three goals. So um, I think there so, yeah, were there, there were one, and I, I might be slightly unfair here. I, I think Dallas could have made more of his chance at the back post, uh, and obviously. The click, the click VAR incident as well. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Dallas could have made a bit more of his chance at the far post. Yeah, he was coming at it late, but if it, but yeah, he, he could have made a, a forward move a bit earlier than that. If it had just been half a yard ahead of that, then it's an easy yeah. tapping, really. So, yeah. so uh, but, but yeah, I mean, you're right. We, we, we've been much better. But if you look at the stats, I think we had 18 shots to their 15. Um, but a lot of those, you know, um, there were one I think Raf had that uh, I think he hit Rodrigo with, but he was about 45 yards out. And then obviously his free kick, and uh, you know, th those, are, those are shots. I mean, he was so unlucky not to score that. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it was a right effort. And then, th then the next one, um, uh, not, not long after. So, you know, the, the, the shots there are totting up. But you're right, in terms of clear chances, I think we took what was there today, other than... Dan James, where he threw one on one, and, and Dallas just kind of bit more of a half chance at the back post. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, what I, as, I suppose what I, what, what I want to really discuss is is um, a little bit about something what Salenum's actually just commented in, in in there. We're the team who don't look for postponements due to COVID injuries. I've gone alien abduction. So proud, of that, <laughs> which is you know it's it's really tough. As a Leeds fan, to, to to see that North London derby getting called off today, um, given one player has COVID, and I think that's uh, Odegaard, if I remember rightly. Uh, I could could well be wrong. It might be some. No, is it Odegaard? Maybe. Am I, I could be. I've not seen that. Uh, I'd seen they've been cancelled. I didn't see which player had it. Um, but because because I think they've got four or five at Afcon and they've got um, a, a number of injuries as well. But then you look at the side we started today and. I think I remember one of the commentators mentioning our bench was made up of teenagers bar Rodrigo. I think yeah. Rodrigo was was thirty is thirty years of age, and uh, then the, the the sort of next in line, if you like, in if, if they were going in age uh, age order, would have been a twenty year old. I can't think who it is, but um, but yeah, I mean, you look at that and you look at what else, and you got to think the, the team that was starting as well. So why? Why didn't well, we just, just as an ex a bit of an extension of that, um, I think I, I, don't, I don't know if you saw it, but I started in, in the group chat before the game. Um, in our last 13 substitutions, um, uh, the, the average age has been 20.008. Now, two of those substitutions has been click at 31 years old. Now, oh, yeah. when you're trying to change a game and when you're in a position where you're playing in the in, in Premier League, I think you're in it. You, when we're reliant 
so heavily on the under-23s, obviously we're going to struggle. Um, at the same time, what we are doing is avoiding a fixture pileup. So if, if you think, yeah. you know, um, Clippity Klopp's had his, uh, had his whinge about the amount of games that they're playing and then whinged about one of those games being cancelled and then lost the game after they'd been able to have a rest because they didn't play us and then they played Leicester and Leicester didn't get a rest and beat them. Um, so he can get in bin anyway. But if, if you think, we, we've got, we have got a thin squad, but if we can put a side out and avoid a fixture pile-up further down the line, we, we might end up being a bit better off because we're not having to play all of those games all at once, whereas other sides aren't. Um, yeah. The other side to it is, during this time period, when you have got uh, squads that have been assembled for billions of pounds, um, I, I, you can't have any sympathy for them. That you, you buy a player that's eligible for an African nation then you run the risk of them not being available during this time period. It's not like it takes clubs by surprise. That's part of It's not like it's come around because of COVID them. either. It's not yeah. something, it's been around forever, you know, well, as long yeah. as we can remember, but it's not something that they can then, but, but it is, that is that, that is what they're using now. They're using it as an excuse. And and, and it, I think it just highlights and, and reiterates Bielsa's integrity and the love for the sport. Um, yeah. He played our strongest available team pretty much against them in the cup last weekend. Uh, and he's done the same again today. I just want to um, sort of move, move on slightly, but but also re um, just recover the, the the point about the injuries. Is I mean we're already absolutely riddled from head to toe with injuries uh, through throughout the squad. Um, we expected Bamford back today. Um, what do you make it? What do you make of Bamford? Because we've, we've been hearing he's meant to be back since Burnley. What's what's going on there? So, I've heard rumours that he's he's, he's misses in in labour, but I've also that's the rumour. Yeah. I, I also can't help but be a little bit apprehensive and a little bit worried because we haven't seen him for so long. Yeah, so I, I think it's um, um, you're right because it's been. I mean, <laughs> we were told he was fit. And then we saw him on the bench and then he came on and then he scored a goal and everything seemed rosy at that point. And obviously, we know what happened in the celebrations. Um, so, yeah, it's it's almost, for me, it's it's almost, it's good that we got him on the pitch. I mean, it's great he scored a goal, but it's good that we got him on the pitch because it means that it wasn't that false dawn. He genuinely was ready to play football. And then it was a, a, a different injury as well. It wasn't even a recurrence. It was a different injury. Um, and and it's for me, it's one of those where, um, footballers get injuries. I think we've had a real um, uh, bad run recently. But, but it, it, yeah, it's one of those where you can't get away from footballers being injured sometimes. Um, we've had a, a, an awful run. And if you think of the type of injuries as well, I'm hoping from Farshaw and Furpo's perspective, because they were both holding their hamstrings, I'm, I'm hoping that they're not going to be out for a while because that's what put Cooper and Calvin out for three months. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And, 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 and it, Arguably, those two have probably been our our best players. I would I would argue over the last few games as well. Um, Certainly, for sure. If you think of the impact that not having Calvin has, um, and how poorly you know the, the the results have been over time when we've not had him um, in this time period when Bielsa has been with the club, and then look at the impact that Farshaw has been able to have during his absence. I think it's he's been an absolute key man for no two ways about it. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. And Furpo's started to come into a bit of form and actually sort of yeah. uh, looking like a left back that that's come from Barcelona and not the uh, the nags head down at uh, that down the road. But um, 
but yeah, I mean, we got we got we obviously got through got, got through to half time, and 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 you know we're winning at half time, and you just sort of think anything can happen, don't you? You know, it's one of the, it was it was one of those games where you never actually had full confidence that we were going to get the win, but there was always that opportunity and that chance was there. I don't yeah. think any Leeds fan could 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 confidently say that they felt that we were going to win that game at any point, at any point. No, I, I, even I mean. No, there, there was one point when Click scored. At that point, I thought, yes, "Ah, yes. that's it. The game's in the bag." And then, obviously, yeah. um, you know, the, the, the referee team um, came together and ensured that that wasn't the case. And, and you will see behind me, actually, this side, you will see behind me that they, they, um, they are checking the club badge for whether they're going to give a goal or not. Um, which yeah, you know, I, I think, I think from from a perspective of VAR, uh, you know, we've we've been fucked in the ass again. Um, and that's that is, and what uh, three decisions um, in two games that have gone the wrong way, um, and and you know it's been such a massively positive result. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to spend time getting into that when when we have come away with three points and fully deserved. You know, we, I, I don't want to get away from that either. But um, it's it's still a piss take, and it still did piss me off. And, and uh, when when it got chalked off, actually, I'd gone completely. The pendulum swung completely the way. And I'm thinking, shit, now, you know, we've gone from 4-2 up. It's now 3-2. Effectively, we've lost a goal. And now they're going to be on the front foot because they're going to think, ah, we'd lost our chance and now it's back again. And they're going to want to be in the ascendancy and pushing that. And that genuinely was how I felt, is, is that they were going to be able to take advantage of that sort of swing in, in, uh, in the game. But um, I didn't feel that, even you know, there's a game management aspect and this might have been the, the loss of Farshaw because he's brilliant at it. He's brilliant at relieving pressure. He'll get on the ball, he'll turn one way, he'll turn the other, and all of a sudden he's in five yards of space. And I don't really know how he does it, but he tends to be able to do that on a regular basis. He almost turns against the grain, doesn't he? Yeah, and then, and but then turns the back grain, again, and the guy, yeah. the guy, the guy's gone, and, and and he's just stood there on his own with the ball, and you're thinking you shouldn't be able to do that. You're in the Premier League. How are you doing that? Um, and he buys himself that space and he is great at game management. He'll pick an easy pass instead of picking the difficult one and giving it away. Yeah. But if you look at the last five minutes of the game, they had two or three chances to score. Um, and, and, yeah. and, and, you know, um, it, on, on another day, you know, we, we'd have been ruined that. Um, and I think, you know, when it, when it comes to, to um, uh, I think it was Bowen's goal, Ailing gave the ball away and we got away with it. And then the next, the very next play that we did, the ball was played to Ailing, and Ailing gave the ball away. Um, and it's like, I know that we play a, a high-risk passing game, and I know we build from the back and all of that stuff. But when you've just caused yourself an issue, just do something different. Buy yourself but a bit of time. Get everybody it, settled yeah, again. Yeah. yeah, just play it yeah. long. Get everybody settled again. Let them have the ball, but in defence, and and you know ma manage it from there. And let's get back on front foot. Give them the ball in their defence yeah. and press them there and, and let's buy our defence a bit of time to get settled again. We didn't in the squad. I agree. You almost put we, we almost put ourselves on because of the style and, and the expectation from the players is to is to play out and, and you know create that that sort of build from the back type attitude. We almost forced to do it, even though when it's the I mean it's the most difficult thing to do. It, it, when, we're, when we're in a certain situation or a certain position, 
we still force that because that's that's the way that's the style of play that we play. Uh, and you and you're quite right. It did it put us under a couple. I think I know there was a couple. I think Kielder tried playing one uh, quite through the middle, as did. Um, is that you or me? What? Did you did you hear music? No, but I can hear your kids in the background. Cocking yours, yeah. They're, they're <laughs> knocking each other. They're knocking each other out. Um, uh, but yeah, there was a couple of uh, forced loose passes. Uh, Struick and, and I think Kielder a couple of times. But you know, you've got to forgive him. The young kids playing playing at the top level, arguably. In fact, not arguably, in the best league in the fucking world. Um, yeah, they're going to make mistakes. We've got to be able to learn and forgive that. One positive, that one real, real positive, I think we're getting out of playing through this real tough patch is some of our youngsters are getting some experience now that likely they probably wouldn't have been getting for another two or three years if they, if we still had a full squad. You know. Well, that, that's the madness of drama, isn't it? That is the madness yes. of making that decision at that point. Is completely for me bonkers. You know, you've got a player that's that's in the first team. He's getting minutes on the pitch, and his club that's that's you know, we we we've not brought him right through the youth ranks. We signed him from Fulham, but um, you know, the, the club that's that's put in eighteen months, two years, however long it's been since we signed him, in developing him to be ready for the first team, and then he gets into the first team, and even then, my understanding is that the club just asked for him to to stay with us until the end of the month to buy us some time to get other players back. And he said no one went. And that, that's the madness is because you can see that he doesn't want to buy seasoned professionals on a regular basis. What he wants to buy is youth and bring them through so that they're coming through with that mindset. with that, And he's, he's, he's worked with them early enough to embed in them what he needs to see from them, the work rate, the, the pressing, the, the overloads and the way that he works knowing where your teammates are going to be at any given time. That's how the under-23s are set up. And, and that's it, it's that thing where um, we're in that scenario where he doesn't want vast amounts of senior players sat on the bench. And I don't know if you if you heard um, Robbie Keane talking at half-time about when we had him and Viduka and Bridges yeah. and Fowler. That was before and, the game, before the game. Oh, no, it was just before, you're right, yeah. Um, and, and, you know... Um, I think it, was, it might have been soonest that pulled him up in it and went. What? You had too many, too many good players. Good players. And, and yeah. he said, and he said, no, no, it, you, you know. And he was saying, you can't have too many good players. Really, it sounds wrong. But we're still in a situation where how do you keep those players happy? And then there were question of, well, was the dressing room a nightmare? It's like, no, it yeah. wasn't. You know, everybody were great. Everybody got on. But you still can't. You you can't keep them sharp. You can't get enough match minutes in them. So they're not ready when they when they're needed and called upon. Yeah. And, and you've got actual top level players there that aren't getting in a side. How can they be happy with that? So that's yeah, we, that. That's, which is why that's, this is ideal. Which is, this is an ideal position yeah. for us because our youth and our kids, as I said before, who, who, who potentially aren't um, aren't usually going to get minutes like this in a Premier League at the top level. You know, yeah. for, for a good probably blood in two three years realistically, maybe a year or two for the better ones from now. But they're getting this experience and they're getting. Do you know that experience is worth more than any contract from any Premier League club is worth. Yeah. Minutes on a field is worth more than any any pennies. Um, well, Lewis Bates played an hour against West Ham in two games. Uh, maybe maybe yeah. slightly more. Um, an hour and a half. Not, I think he did forty-five each. He did forty. Yeah, he, 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 he just did, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. So um, you. Know. 
we're in that scenario where you look at him at Chelsea, who wanted to keep him. How many years would it have been before you even see him playing for Chelsea? Yeah, you know, it might well, have been five ever, years' time, just, if ever. It's yeah. just been getting loaned out and, and they've just been yeah. farmer for, you know, as Chelsea like to do, they like to farm out their youngsters and, and get a regular income from them. They, 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 you know, they pay over the odds for these young lads and then they, they, they farm them out and make the money back on them. That's, that's, that's part of their philosophy, part of their money making. That's how they do it. Just going to go through a quick few of the comments, Matt, before we, yeah, yeah, uh, before yeah. we move on. Um, we'll go back to the start. So, yeah, so Liam, thanks for joining us, Australia. We've done that. Yeah, we knew we were late, Mark. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's um, my Gilly, fault. Gilly works in IT and can't work a computer. <laughs> um, just in case you did not know, Leeds won in London. Ideal opportunity to play this. We're in London. That's the fucking difference. <laughs> not <laughs> we today. Didn't need that today. We didn't need it today. Um, Famous one, um, where coming, that's myself. Um, come in, you sound like I can't really repeat that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't, don't do that one. Millennium's three words where get the fuck in, which is great. Uh, not sure what this is, probably a bit spam. Uh, I predict a VAR riot. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've touched on the VAR just, just to sort of elaborate on this. It's, it's really difficult when, when we go and play so well for the first. Uh, half hour or so last week, uh, and get undone by a dodgy VAR decision, and then you know we almost put we put the game pretty much put the game to bed today, and get undone by albeit in the rules uh, rules and the law uh, and the law of the land and 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 everything else that goes with it. It was offside, but was he interfering play? The ball would have still hit the back of the net. You know, there's you can't sort of you can't sort of bend the understanding of the law to support one team and then not for the other. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, great. Smite wants you to check WhatsApp because he's probably sent you a, a dick pic. He's showing me this. Um, <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, he he sent me this meme that's behind me. <laughs> Our bench, yeah. Well, no, we'll not that one. one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jay Michaels, yeah, come on, Leeds. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, absolutely buzzing. As a Leeds fan, I put a tweet out earlier that, if you can't be proud of Leeds United, in fact, if you're still trying to look and find neg negatives, then this isn't the club for you. You know, with re every single player, every single fan, every single member of the club has fucking put a right shift in today. The fans, to say there was a third of what was there last week, absolutely electric, loud as yeah. fuck, could hear every single word. Um, and yeah, it goes back to the, um, the, the the arguments I was having on Twitter last week with, with West Ham well, about their... I, I, I got into some of it as well. And, and do you know what they were saying is it, it, it was family day and and, and I, 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 with kids allowed in for a quid or a fiver or something. So it's always like that. And and, um, and, and they would say, you just wait for next week. We won't be able to hear you. I heard the West Ham fans once when they scored their first goal and it were, you're and not bubbles, singing anymore. Before the game, they, they sing about bubbles that, and dots again. Yeah. You're not singing anymore. And that's it. That's what they're, they're, pretty much, they're pretty much a Southern Liverpool uh, yeah. That Liverpool only sing um, their, their anthem once before the game at half time, and then every now and then if they score. Um, um, da, 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 we'll just, we'll oh, it's a good job Selenium didn't. It's a good job Selenium didn't hear Jay, Jay and Carl going off and Adam. God, yeah. <laughs> Happy to uh, have found one of the Leeds channels that wasn't always negative, panicking, clickbait when we had our tough one in December. <laughs> Mark Edison, uh, where did West Ham sign VAR from? Great show. Um, <laughs> Jay Michaels, I'm guessing this is on the conversation that we've just had, actually. I get what you guys are saying, but how many times a season have we had the same team? When we have a settled team, we will challenge. Our you players are outstanding. Look, that is nail on the head. That is, that is, you know, 
perfect, as I, I would say. We, we, we don't have a settled team, and I think that's why Bielsa works uh, works well, because he has all the U teams trying to play the same way. So anybody who does step up, your Louis Bates, your Hjelders, um, and and so on and so forth, they're ready-made, you know, they're moulded. They, they, they haven't got that. They haven't got the physicality. They're a little. I mean, Lewis Bate looked like he was he, he was the size of Jay, didn't he, on that pitch compared to everybody else? <laughs> I'm sure he's a bit taller than Jay, right? But um, you've got people like Dan James out jumping their centre back at six two. Their centre back, you know, winning. Not even just out jumping. He, he out muscled him on 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 more than one yeah. occasion. And you know what? He, he, when I were playing, I were a centre half, and I was six foot two. And if I had a five foot seven player. In a challenge of me, and me ended up on the floor, I'd have walked off with my head down completely embarrassed. There's no two ways about it, and it definitely would not have happened twice. I'd have cleaned him out before I allowed him to do it again. Now, I know they're in the Premier League, and it's a bit of a different thing, but the fact that Dawson is so willing to throw himself to the floor is just unreal for me. He's, he's a big, ugly centre-half. Get through your man, win the ball, and get back into position. Don't, don't be Nancy and throwing yourself off yeah. floor like that. Just, just on on Dan James, uh, I think we should sort of just mention how, how how good he was today. Albeit he's not a striker, and we're not expecting him to score every chance he gets. And he did miss, I would say, a relatively easy opportunity when you're a Premier League footballer. Um, I'd just like to highlight how fucking. Energ- energetic he was and how, how up for it he was throwing himself about he put his foot in on the keeper when he was chasing the keeper down it was a proper proper Leeds United type players performance for me and it's what I'd lo- what I love to see Paddy Bamford leads the line absolutely brilliantly when he plays up top and it reminded me of how he put himself about when he you know when he when he's niggling and he's he's getting his foot in there and just you know just leaving a bit on defenders or the goalkeeper in this instance um but those little pressures build up and build up and build up. Yeah. You know? There'll be times when they play the ball back to the keeper and he'll be expecting that pressure, but it won't be there. Um, so it's just there's a few mind games in there as well, which is, I, I absolutely love to see. I thought Dan James was, you know, I thought he was outstanding today in terms of his his input to the game. Fair, albeit, I, I understand. Don't start t- telling me that he missed an easy chance and that he cost us. <laughs> I understand that. I know how much he cost us. But what I will say is his performance today, you know, it set that platform for us going forward, definitely. Yeah, and, and having two players, the speed of uh, that we've got, that, that, that play up front. Because in actual fact, I think it's still the point that Bamford is our fastest player. Now, really? that seems mad. That seems mad, but he's been recorded uh, as having the fastest sprint on the pitch so far this season, or at least by the start of December, that was true. Um, now, that, that may have changed, and we know that, that Dan James is quick, but um, it was mentioned on the official Leeds podcast uh, because at, at that time, it, it, um, uh, Paddy had been getting a bit of stick about not being so quick. And he's like, you've got to have a look because on the pitch, there's nobody in, in a lead shirt moving faster than I do. And, and it, you know, it's one of those, but, but that pace and that, it, it, it's not even just the all-out pace once you're up to speed, is it? When you've played football, you know it's the first five yards. If yeah, you've yeah. got that turn of pace and you can, get a, you can get away from a man or what have you, or you can close down the man when he's played to him like that, that that's really what makes a difference. And when you've got... And, and you're right, you know, and, and I'm not going to get on him today because we've had a great day. Um, but having somebody that's got that pace play, I understand why it's Dan James when we don't have a striker available to yeah. us, why it's oh, Dan yeah, James fair, up yeah. front because of that pace. Because yeah. um, it, 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 it's, it's not scary for a Premier League defender or it shouldn't be as scary for a Premier League defender as it is for Championship because 
championship defenders are scared of all out pace. You can see the drop off and the drop off and Premier League defenders are that, that next level of quality and, and should be. Um, but it does add that different dynamic for us um, when what we're expecting them to do is get through that shift, get through the closing down, be our first line of defence as well as our first line of attack. And that, you know, that, that is something that he typified today. So, yeah, he's not a striker. Yeah, he was through one-on-one and, and, and uh, what happened, happened. And I think he did have another chance that, that came into him that were a bit of a snapshot. But ultimately, he's had a good day today because he's done yeah. what, what, what was asked of him. I'd agree. I'd absolutely have to agree with that. Pecan, th- Pecan thank you ever so much uh, for, for finding us, I suppose. I uh, hope you enjoy the stuff. Um, your next comment, uh, we've got, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to you on this, Matt. I didn't, I didn't notice anything happening when Bates came off. Um, I understand he sort of muttered something which, when you're having a good game and you've been brought on and then brought off, it can be almost embarrassing. Um, but... But in my mind, I'm like you're going to let you try and cover this um, this topic. But in my mind, he's protecting bit. Um, yeah. I don't know what you've got to say about it. Yeah, I think uh, I put something in group chat while we were watching the game that I think that was all, probably a premeditated move, and I hope that that was explained to bit before he went on the pitch, on the basis that. Regardless of what's going on, regardless of how well you play, we want you to go and want you to express yourself, want you to get involved, want you to influence the game, and want you to have a good game. But at some point, what we'll be doing is we'll be bringing Rodrigo on for you because um, that's already a decision that's been made. And if you do that, and if you do that with a young man, you're protecting him a bit further, not just with um, ensuring that the pressure that that they're feeling is not getting too great, and um, and that they're not feeling the weight of that expectation but also that they know when they're coming off that it's not related to their performance where they think they're playing well and all of a sudden they're, they've been subbed off on and then been subbed off again. Um, yeah. Because I thought he did quite well. Um, but you, you're right, there, there is a need to be able to protect those players. We've spoken before about the way that Man City went around. Um, and, and I think that that's, that's a really important aspect of what we're doing. We've seen you know, the Greenwood one. I thought he went off at half-time because he was a, youth, a young player that were coming into the team. However, it turned out that he was injured. But we don't know whether that would have happened anyway. With, with Yelda, uh, and, and, um I, I think that, that's a different thing because when you're playing in the back line, I know, I know that it's a team game anyway, but when, when you're playing in the back line, it's the four of them against the attack and all four of them pl- work, work together. Um, and it, it's, for me, it's a lot easier... When I when I were playing, you know, bringing a young player in and coaching them through the game and talking to them, you're close to to each other constantly. You, you, you can have that, you can have that um, ongoing uh, conversation to make sure they're in the right place, they're picking the right man. Whereas when you're in midfield, you basically you're fronting up against the player that's in front of you, and you've got a lot more contact with that player than you have with your own men. So yeah. I think that's a different dynamic, and and um, the way that we've we're approaching it is very similar to the way that Pep introduces youth into his sides, where he's not building that pressure too soon. We've all seen, you know, every, everybody raved about it, and everybody saw the response that bringing Joffrey on gave the entire stadium at Elland Road, and it was brilliant, and it was the hairs raising on the back of your neck, and and. Everybody, it, it gave the entire place a lift, and that's got to translate to the players as well. At the same time, uh, he also seems like the sort of person that can handle that without it going to his head. He doesn't seem yeah. like it's going to go to his head. It seems like he's quite a grounded individual. 
I mean, all players are different. Everybody, you know, they're all they're all individuals. And I think that the club have got to play it right. And and you, I think protection is is the the right term, the word that you use. I think it's the right term because uh, we can't afford for them to either end up. <laughs> I, I genuinely, I think that that move to Cardiff that's happened. I think that is of coming to the first team, realised how difficult it is and realised that either they're not ready or they're just not that good. Mm. Whereas maybe um, there might have been a bit of ego. We saw some ego at Fulham. Yeah, yeah, I think I, th- I, th- I think it's I think he's I think he's been obviously ill advised, but he's he's uh, he's been very easily led. We're talking about um Cody drama there, not not, not yeah, sorry, yeah, anybody yeah. Who's, who's listening. But um but yeah, look, I think I think you're spot on with what you say about Bear. I think he does need that. That you know, the role that he comes, is very similar to Forshaw. The way he moves with the ball at his feet and that, any very low center of gravity, um, yeah. and he, he sort of yeah turns a bit snaky uh, in and out, and he he, he he looks like he's going to be an absolutely fantastic prospect for us moving forward and in the future. And I think it's really important the way that he's blooded now for his future. I think yeah. if we put too much expectation and too much um, too much pressure on him as a young lad that like ego ego could come in it could be um the expectations of way too high as a fan base and and, and as Leeds fans our expectations are naturally high anyway um yeah. you'd never think we'd been in in the championship for 16 years prior to, prior to last league season. one for you part know? of it let's uh, not forget uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry yes sorry out of the premier league for 16 years but um yeah i mean i just want to touch on uh one other or two other incidents within the game. Um, there weren't really many uh, for dirty tackles or, or, or filth. Antonio, should he should he have been on the pitch? No, um, I think um, it was very lucky not to get red carded. And then there was a dive afterwards after he'd been booked. So I don't think he should have seen the ninety. Fair, fair. And then and then and then, do you think he dived as well potentially as well? That's um, what I mean. Yeah. So so the 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 dive because. He, he went down, he claimed it, he didn't get it. So, for me, that's a dive, and he didn't get booked. So, it could have been a straight red, but he got a yellow and then was guilty of a dive. So, whether he gets the straight red or not, you know, and, and, and I can see that either way. Sometimes you see them yellow, but, but you know, I think he can count himself lucky he want a red. But then, to also not be booked when Dean gave uh, um, said that it wasn't a, a penalty, when he sat there... You're know, crying on the floor. Yeah. Um, well, that's a dive then. If it's not a penalty, yeah, it's a dive. Just on Mike Dean, and it pains me to say it, but he was he was really, really good today in the middle. I don't think he did all a lot wrong. Uh, he let a lot of things flow. Uh, yeah. And I know it's Mike Dean, and I know we've all got this, you know, pantomime villain thing against Mike Dean because of how he is, and and he usually tries to be the centre of attention. But he let a lot of things go today. That a lot of refs might have pulled up. It was don't get me wrong. He was still Mike Dean, but I'm just saying, based on recent performances from referees in the Premier League, I thought that was a relatively good re- performance from a referee today. Relatively good, I'll go with. I think um, uh, I can't remember what you said first. Did he say really good first time? I, I, basically, I, he wasn't the centre of attention that he tends to usually be. Uh, and that 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 was to his benefit and ours. Um, you know, for me, a good referee in performance is when you don't notice them. 
Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, he wasn't the centre of attention. And we know that, that you know, that, that's usually what gets levelled at him. And I think in a fair manner, that usually gets levelled at him. And he wasn't today. So, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, go, I'll, I'll go with I still don't like him and I don't rate him. And I think he was the VAR last week that, that screwed up on the offside. Um, but at the same point, he didn't ruin the game today. No. <laughs> we'll go. No. I'll go well, that far. <laughs> We'll leave it that. Uh, just a few more comments uh, that we've had since we've been talking. Happy to have found one of the lead channels that wasn't always a negative, panicking, clickbait. Like I said, uh, it's just it's just good that they didn't encounter Adam. <laughs> yeah, when we had our tough run in December, keep up the good work. Thank you ever so much, Lewis Bay. Outstanding, by the way. Yeah, we've just covered that, Jay. Uh, Jay Michaels, uh, thanks ever so much for the comment, Mark. Uh, what about the future of our dynamic centre halves? Good talking point. This Cresswell, Kielder, Stroke, Lorente, and Cook. Uh, Throw Cooper in there as well. Who a bit harsh on Cooper, that isn't it? Yeah, Mark, uh, Mark's Cooper, not a Cooper fan, I'm afraid, isn't it? Uh, well, Cooper was, uh, statistically and in my eyes, our strongest centre half before he was injured, uh, throughout the season at the start of the season. Um, now don't hate us for that, that's a, we're all entitled to opinions, don't but this is statistics. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, don't, don't hate me for that, but um, but yeah, I mean, when you look at Previous seasons when, um, yeah, we've had some absolutely poor centre backs, haven't we? You know, um, <laughs> uh, and, and, and 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 even young centre backs um, coming through, we've not really had a lot of. Um, so when you put, when you look at where we are now uh, in terms of the future of the club, um, with with all the centre backs you named there, Mark, spot on. Um, how do you pick? I mean, obviously, we've got. I, I would be comfortable starting any five, any six of our centre-back pairing uh, against the majority of the league. Ooh. I, I don't know about Cresswell and Kelder together. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's real young. But I, I, get, no, I, get, I, mean, I get your point. I, mean, I, mean, you I think, yeah, I think what I mean is with, 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 a, with uh, in, in parents, so, sorry, with, with one of our youngers, with one of our more experienced, so yeah, either, yeah, yeah. either Laurenti Cock or Cooper with any of Cresswell, Hielder and Stroik is probably what yeah. I meant more yeah. than... No, 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 I, 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 I would agree with that. I, I think, you know, you saw Cresswell come in against West Ham earlier in the season, didn't put foot wrong, had a really, really good game. Uh, we saw uh, Helder um, play um, last week and, and, you know, again, he's come in... I think I think that there is a a big difference when when you're looking at the younger players that are coming in and really taking their their, their chances. But when we, when when I were talking about young players, there I mentioned Cresswell and Shelder. Strike's done that well. I don't even see yeah. him that way anymore. Yeah, um, exactly. you know, we've we've got four first team centre halves, and he's one of them. And that's just how well he's done. And and um, I think his name began with H. And I've been trying to remember it and padding a little bit while I've been trying to remember it. We went to Barnsley. Uh, Halme, um, Stroik was behind Halme um, yeah. in, when we were in the championship, and that's just how well he's done and how, how much he's come on in that time frame. Um, because I absolutely would not bat an eye for him starting any game against any opposition. Um, up, you know, as long as you know, I want him playing alongside Cooper or Lorente or Cock. You know, I, I, I want one of those to be playing. Him being the other one, you, you, we don't bat an eye at all. No, absolutely not, and, and and I think I think again. I mean, I know we've been almost forced our hand in terms of who we play and everything, but it just it just emphasises it and 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 reiterates the job that the coaching team and and, and you know the just I can't even put it into words how well they must you know breathe those players at the club and and, and how they install their 
their methods and, and 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 the expectations on these players because they're not world class footballers, but as a unit, when they yeah. when they clicked when they clicked together, I mean, albeit we've not had some great great results over the season so far, but when you look at today's performance, when it clicks, it really clicks, doesn't it? Um, yeah. And you could you could put. I don't know, Cameron Borthwick Jackson in that team today under under. Oh Nelson. come on, let's not go too far. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll leave the, it there. There were there were a topic on Twitter a couple of weeks ago of who is the. In fact, you might have even started it. Who's the worst player to have played for Leeds in yeah, your living memory? Yeah. And my answer was Cameron Borthwick Jackson. <laughs> he was bad on it. And where with Jimmy Jimmy Kebbe and so on. Uh, Jay Michaels, <laughs> he must be a friend of yours, is he? Is he? He just said hello. All right, Jay. Um, How are you doing? You guys, are, you guys are mint. Thank you ever so much. Um, Mark, again, pressure sets the precedent for the team. Fight, fight the leads where it goes back to what we said about Dan James, you know, putting that pressure on from the front, from the first whistle. Um, and yeah, it, it, it set us up to be in a great position. When when you see your centre forward, I know he's not our, our centre forward or our centre forward for that matter, yeah. but when you see a centre forward putting that much energy into chasing a nothing ball down, really. Because 99 times out of 100, he's never going to get there. But that yeah. pressure does set you up. And, and, yeah, I think I think you're right, Mark. It's it's our style, and it's a style that we all love to see. Uh, all crash, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, um, can, can I just say, in terms of the Leeds way as well, just one comment was what I really, really loved uh, was just after he'd scored his goal, and then I think it was, uh, if I've got the timeline right, and, and then uh, the disappointment of it being chalked off. And, and that was just after a lot of people were saying it should have been clicked that was subbed. And I were part of that. You know, I, I, For me, I would have um, probably moved Dan James back and put Rodrigo up front and, and maybe sub click. I thought he had a bit of a quiet game. And then he steamed straight into it and cleaned him out at, <laughs> on right wing. And I thought, yes, that's really what we want to see. Get in. I love that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Some nice. There, there was some nice, uh, some some nice leads type tackle, shall we say, being uh, being thrown about. Um, uh, and, uh, sorry, that was from Kev. Injuries were in the second half. It would have been Rod coming on. Bielsa probably felt seventy plus minutes. I think he's talking about Bate coming on here. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. Bate, yeah. Bate probably probably wouldn't have featured at all today. Is probably what he's saying. Um, and if those injuries had happened, it would have been Rod coming on earlier. Possibly, we'll never know. Began. Uh, thanks again. Absolutely important. Right, Jay Michaels. If we can add a couple of players, keep our twenty threes that are now first team players. We look like um, man <laughs> shite of the um, man shite of the nineties. Feel six saying it, but no, great comparison. Antonio. Yeah, this is something I want to talk. Well, we've already talked about. Sorry, uh, but honestly, bit stuff. Blah blah blah. Yeah, basically, he should have been sent off. Can't keep up. Blah blah blah. Thank you for Leeds for getting me through. I think it's us that can't keep up with the comments rather than yeah, it's us that can't keep rather up. than the comments. Thank yeah, for getting me through day six of COVID boredom. Amazing performance. Uh, Stu, we also learned his lesson. Cock and click murdered that midfield. Hey, I tell you what, we haven't spoken much about today. Is Cock in that holding role today? Um, and well, I think didn't it's been, he didn't half, yeah, because he's been so shit at it previously and because everything seemed to click today, as, as Stu said. Um, yeah, look, he, he was he was actually he was actually brilliant. Um, so Rice had him. Well, I think I think that that role is because um, we're so used to Calvin playing and being so good at it um, yeah. that that uh, when you see somebody playing and having a subpar performance, it's really really obvious. So actually, I think the fact that that almost went unnoticed 
is massive, massive credit to him because it's really obvious when somebody's having a poor game in there because we've seen how, how great Calvin can, can, can be in that role. Um, again, with, with Forshaw coming in, stepping in to do that, the fact that Cox being able to do that today is a massive, massive boost for us. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we also, yeah, we just talked about that. Vlad, sorry, 100 mil for what's an English Zaka with no game sense. Uh, should be more watching this. Great job, guys. Well, tell everybody, Jay. Get him in here. Um, Jay Carter. This is this is my mate, Jay, or Jay from the podcast, also known as Doomsday Jay. When Strook played that first game against Liverpool, I was thinking beforehand, fuck me, he's gone on to become a really important squad member. All credit to him. That Jay, I think that I think you're spot on. I think that could be that could be said about pretty much any of the players that were blooded through our 23s or 21s or 18s or whatever. Um, when Hilda lined up last week in his first game, we didn't really know that much about him, did we? Uh, and he lined up and he, he had a steady game against 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 uh, the, the Hammers in the cup. And today, when he came on, absolutely fantastic. I mean, these. Some of these youngsters are going to be scarily really good in a few years. And Agreed. And, and like I said before about um, uh, when Cresswell came in against West Ham earlier on in the season at Elland Road, again, we'd not really seen much of him and we're thinking, let's have a look at him because he looks good in under-23s, but you can't judge under-23s against first-team performances. And they've come in and they've done well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Stu's just got a, f a few points to make about our Bielsa players. Uh, he's made Aileen, I'm guessing this is what he's meaning. He's made Aileen into one of the best, one of the best fullbacks in the Premier League. Um, Harry, Harrison from a directionless winger who Lampard would never amount to anything. Sorry, who Lampard said, I'm guessing he meant, yeah. Uh, yeah. would never amount to anything. Uh, Bamford, a guy consistently bagging goals in link play. And lastly, four. Uh, Calvin Phillips, a guy who was hot-headed and destined to become another callback, led to Catamol. Great comp comparisons, by the way, because I have a feeling that's probably what his previous coaches thought of him. Um, championship player, look, a gem, genius coach. Ah, but look, there's not enough, there's not enough words in the world to, to, to say how much we love Bielsa and how much we think of him and what, <laughs> he's, done, what he's done, what he's done for our club. Um, Did you see the pictures of him from this morning with the under nines? Yeah, the under tens, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're making sure that, that, that he waved them off. It's brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> so that. I mean, that, that's 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 brilliant, and that's you know that's that's the measure of him because he wants to be involved in all of it. He just loves the the sport and loves the club. You can see he loves the yeah. club. Yeah, absolutely. And then finally, yeah, was great. I've just got um, a couple before we just go into uh, manner matches and and things like that. Who we'd take from West Ham and, and how we think we're going to progress. Uh, and move on from today. I just want to go through a few Optus stats that, that I've just found from today <coughs> about us improving. Um, so Leeds have won two of their last four away league games in London, as many as in their last 29 matches combined. <laughs> so prior to our last four games in London, we played there 29 times, won two, drew seven and lost 20. Uh, in London, and you think we were playing some shit then? QPR, yeah. fucking um, Brentford, Millwall, regularly Millwall, oh, yeah, <laughs> proper proper shit teams, and we still couldn't get wins in London. But yeah, look, <laughs> um, Leeds United have won more Premier League games against West Ham than they have versus any other side in the competition's history, with fifteen. Great start. Um, Leeds have won two of their last four away league games in London. As many as that. That's the same fucking start, you bastard. That's the same start. We we, uh, we have won our last two away games where um, I don't think we'd won any any before that, had we? 
I'm not sure. I'm, I might come to that. I haven't read them all yet. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no side has scored more goals from corners since the start of 2020 in the Premier League than West Ham. And they have netted from a corner in three of their four league games against Leeds in that time. So, <laughs> it's safe to say, we might as well just put everybody on the goal line when they get a corner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then finally, the last stat from Oxford today, there have been 71 goals scored in West Ham's Premier League matches this season. Only Liverpool have scored more goals. Who gives a fuck about that one? That's not even got us involved in it. Um, right then. Um, right, yeah, we'll move on. Um, so we'll start with your man of the match, uh, Gilly, and and why. Uh, I'm I'm going to be quite open and obvious. Mine was was Jack Harrison. Uh, I'm not really here to say why hat trick. Um, after some mediocre performances this season, he's not really been back to himself. But I would say. Today was, pr- apart from Newcastle last season, where he was immense, I think that was probably his best performance in a league shirt. Yeah, I, I, it's hard to argue otherwise. I think um, the first first game of last season, he was dynamite against Liverpool. That's one that sticks out for me. Um, but, you know, he's my man of the match. You can't get away from it. I thought there were some real, real contenders. Um, uh, I, I thought Dallas was really strong today. Um, yeah. But but four yeah, I mean, before he went off, four shots yeah. really really tidy. Yeah, he did. Um, but you know that 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 being so early on, it's difficult to to gauge. And it Cock had, had a good game. Um, but yeah, I, 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 we spoke about Dan James. You know, um, we know we were playing out of position, and, and and you know he still played well. But I think from my perspective, um, you can't overlook a a, a hat trick uh, scorer for me, especially when. Um, that's his first ever professional hat trick, and the last time he scored a brace was when he was about twelve playing in uh, New York. Right. He wasn't twelve; he was about seventeen or something. But um, yeah, yeah, that's the last time he scored a brace. So I mean, recognition—you know—and it, it wasn't just his his goals either. Obviously, getting an early goal means that he's got confidence, and he's very definitely a confidence player. But his all-round play was great. You know, we expect him to have a good touch, but his decision-making and his pressing and just his all-round game today, it wasn't just his goals, but obviously yeah. his goals. When you when you score a hat-trick, you, you kind of cement my, it. My, um, my thinking is that he's suffered because he's not had Paddy in front of him. When Paddy does so much yeah. work, it gives, it gives Jack a little bit more freedom um, and he's almost had to be a little bit more structured and a little bit more... Um, rigid in, in, in his style of play because he can't be too much out of position because Dan James is probably down, you know, in the, near the corner flag or something. Um, but he almost has a telepathic understanding with Bamford, which which allows him yeah. that additional, additional cut, even if it's only a couple of yards. You said with the Dallas chance earlier as well, if he was a couple of yards forward, he probably scores. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I think, uh, look, uh, you, unanimous vote then for, for, for Harrison. I can't see how anybody else could have put, picked a different man of the match today, to be fair. Um, Right, uh, going moving on to West Ham then. Who would you, based on today's performances, uh, who, if any of their their, their starting or, or subs, would you be interested? Who might make a difference to us? Who was their best player? <clears throat> based on today's performance, I, I, I think it's hard to overlook Bowen, um, and he, he has always, even when he were at Hull, and they were, you know, they had uh, was it Grzyzki as well. That that you know, Bowen was their yes. only player. Grzyzki yeah. was the only one that 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 kind of looked like he could. Almost keep up with him, sort of thing. It, that's that, and, and they lost them both in the same window. I remember, and didn't get relegated. 
But, um, you know, he's been a good player for a long time. And I think he's, he's, not, he's not just a good player. He's also a good player that translates that into uh, positively influencing the game whenever he's playing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, for me, uh, um, I'll, if it wasn't just on today's performance and it was all round, um, I might put my, my money to Declan Rice instead yeah. uh, on yeah. the basis that we know we've got issues in midfield. We know that Calvin can do that job further forward. We know they play well as a pivot. Yeah. I, I might plump for, for, for Rice instead. But based on today's performance, I'd go Bowie. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the only the only argument against that is you'd have to drop uh, Rafinha for him. Um, I'd find a place elsewhere for him. Genuinely, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I, I, I I think Rafinha will finish his career in, in the centre. I don't think he'll stay a winger all of his career. I, 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 oh, I think yeah. that. See, I think, yeah, I think he'd lose a lot. I think he'd lose a lot of his effectiveness with with him, with the way he cuts in and 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 he, I mean, you look at his assist for uh, for, for Harrison was it his third, I think, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Where he, where he basically cut an inverted winger and played the ball, the through ball through to through to Jackie. What was he second or his third? That. Uh, okay, anyway, anyway, it was a great it, finish. Was great did he score his third with his cock? <coughs> yeah, he did. So it was his second. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so, so yeah, look, it, 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 yeah, I think I think I'd have to agree. Bowen was was there was there man the match and has been for both both games against us. Um, yeah, this season, but but yeah, I think Declan Rice. If we had the money, I mean, this is all hypothetical. Don't yeah, start writing yeah. on Twitter that we're going to be signing <laughs> Bowen and Rice. But, um, but but yeah, I think I think yeah, it would be probably if I had if I had the money to pick one or the other, it'd be it'd be Declan Rice because he'd solve a lot of our issues. I think he's got youth to his name as well. Um, so so yeah, that's that's them. Um, couple more things before we tie up. Then Matt, the the, the first thing uh, is. Integrity in in Bielsa we've already spoken about, but we didn't get that from Moyes. Um, we obviously I don't know if you heard the after the game comments. Moyes basically said, yeah. um, basically said he, he was mourning. Uh, he was saying that uh, they had to play three games in the time that we played two, and that was a uh, a real deterrent in the way they prepared for today's game. Albeit they played Norwich midweek and they've yeah. had three home three home games. In a row, they've all been at home. Yeah. Um, we've been to London twice in a week with uh, our under seven. So um, I think he was clutching at scraw- straws there. Um, and yeah, what so do you that's make not against us. That's that. So, so that, that that I, I didn't hear these comments, uh, but but that one against us. That was about the Premier League and the scheduling and, and all of that. It was a a clock wind rather than a, a wind about Leeds. Um, I don't know. He mentioned that we didn't have to reschedule any of our cancelled games for midweek. So basically, they they played three games within the space of the time that we've only played two, including the cup fixture since last Sunday. Um, was the Norwich game so- rescheduled? They had it this Wednesday. They played this Wednesday. Yeah, it, but but was that a rescheduled game? I didn't realise. So that was a that was a game that had been postponed previously. Yeah. So they. So they. So they'd had an opportunity to have a to have a rest previously in the in the in the season that we've not had. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. No I just wanted to get that clear. Um. So yeah. Look. I mean, I, it's it's not the sort of comment I expect from uh, from Moyes because I think he's doing a fantastic job down at West Ham. Other than. Uh, other than that today. Um, to be and, fair, you know, we've talked about this and he is a scummer. You know, he has got that yeah, in him. He's got it in him, yeah. So, <laughs> um, but, but, but uh, yeah, it just shocks me a bit. It's, I mean, it, it seems like a lot of these, uh, a lot of these 
teams that they're flirting around European football, they, they, they get a sense of entitlement and that not just entitlement, that they actually think that they're more important. Um, so yeah, entitlement. But why he didn't have the need to say that he's had a I mean, they've had a couple of defenders injured and stuff, I get that, but they've had three home games on the bounce against teams from the bottom four, we were bottom five of the league. Uh, all three games, he shouldn't really out. You'd be using that as an excuse. He should have been gracious in your feet, and it just. Yeah, there, you... There's another dimension as well. You know, we've talked about the the the, the fact that we've not been able to put a solid, um, uh, sustained team out on a regular basis. I mean, we we really really haven't. We we've been the entire opposite of that, as we know. He's picked um, all of. I mean, just about his entire first team against us in both in both games mm. but we haven't done that he didn't need to do that he's got a squad that he could have used and hasn't and then has complained about the fixtures I mean it, it, it is a clop ramp that's it's, it's that, completely that's, that's invalid exactly what I was gonna go at. yeah that's what that, that's the route I was taking it's a very much uh, it's, it's a very much a clock type comment um, and I'm pretty sure their their 23s beat our 23s or 18s midweek as well so it's not like they haven't got some good players there that he just he just didn't want to risk him. Uh, and that's yeah. the difference between having a great coach in Bielsa and having a, a decent, good coach in uh, in in Moyes that when you've got a bit of money, you know, things become a lot easier. Um, it's not just Bielsa, about just on that, imagine, imagine Bielsa in money, though. Just really quickly, let's all just have a little orgasm, mind orgasm. Imagine <laughs> Bielsa has a lot, a lot of money to spend one, one year. But, um, but yeah, sorry, go on. I would just want to come back to your point. It's not necessarily about even being a good or a great coach. It's about being a good man as well. And, you know, you mentioned the word integrity. And Bielsa's got more of it than anybody else in the game. I'm absolutely 100% convinced of this. Um, and actually, you've got others that, that haven't. I, I firmly believe that Liverpool lied about their COVID situation so that they could get through a, 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 a scenario. You've then got Moyes that's complaining about fixture pileup when we've got a 15-year-old on our bench Arteta. Two weeks on bounce, yeah. Arteta, 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 same, yeah. So you know, I, I think, I think there's, there's got to be an element of realism in this. And, and when you're complaining about fixture pileup, and then look at the players that we've had unavailable and how long we've had them unavailable for, I think that really sticks in the throat. And that's that's quite disappointing from who I thought was a decent guy. Yeah, albeit yeah. a scummer. Uh, yeah, I'll be a scummer. But yeah, look, I think I think that was I think yeah, I think we've I think we've sort of wrapped that up quite well. Um last thing then, um, based on that performance and and how well we are we've, I mean we spoke about it in great detail, how well we're we're blooding our youngsters and how how how, how ready they are for, for, for to sort of seamlessly come in and, 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 and take up any opportunity. Um, there's obviously a lot of Murmurs and lots of questions around Twitter every two minutes about whether who we're signing, when we're signing. With our prerogative being uh, staying in the Premier League this season, do we realistically need to overspend and buy anybody this window? Um, I think that. So the short answer to that is no. I think if the right midfielder becomes available, I think the club will move for them if they're at the right price. And those are quite a few things to come together. I think if, 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 if we hark back to... So Howard Wilkinson once said, if you are a, a really good manager that's good at finding talent and good at coaching that talent and understands the, the, the game and the way that you want to play, if you get one in two signings right, you've done really, really well. 
Really? Now, but yeah, that, and, and for somebody like Wilco to come out and say that with all of the experience he had in the game at the point at which he was yeah. saying it, which which wasn't, you know, that wasn't uh, all that. I don't think it was at Leeds. I think it was after he'd, he'd left Leeds. So for somebody to say that sort of thing and then the, the, the amount of, I, I get that early on when Arta was with the club, we were signing a lot of players and quite a lot of them were dross. But actually, that was the challenge he was given. He's getting numbers in. Get numbers yeah. into the club, and you've got you've you've hardly got any money to spend. Just get numbers in, um, and if 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 some of them work out great, was basically the, the the that was his mo. That was what he was asked to do. Now what it is is find the right character, the right player, the right performer with the right technique and the right capabilities, and that's an entirely and the different and the right attitude. Exactly and, that. And exactly that. You know, the right person. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, so you know that that that's that's. That's an all sorts of, sort of different dimension. Um, so when, when, you, when you play that into a really difficult transfer window in January where the only players that tend to move are either um, uh, Newcastle committing Burnley to relegation uh, by triggering a, 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 um, uh, a release fee, which I, I genuinely I think that's Burnley gone. Uh, unless they can spend that money wisely and quickly, I think that's then gone. Um so it, it's it's about bringing in the right person with all of those right attributes that fits into the squad in the right position. If all of that comes together, we'll buy a midfielder, and if it doesn't, I don't think we'll sign anybody else. I'd, I'd really be honest. I think yeah, I think I, I listened to it. Bielsa have been interviewed um, midweek. I think it was uh, Yorkshire, Yorkshire, or something like. That. I can't remember exactly what he was on, but um, he. He basically, yeah, pretty high much highlighted that that there are so many differentials to making a transfer and it being suitable to us. First, money. First, attitude. First, third, sorry, second attitude. Third, are they going to improve us drastically and not just yeah. improve us for the next six months or the next, sorry, until sort of, yes, next five or six months. We want them to be uh, figurative and, and be a, a big, big, big promise. Prominent within our squad next season, we want to yeah. improve. We don't want to. We don't want to improve for the next six months. We want to improve and move forward as a club. Now, if that means we can get a midfielder in this this window, that's going to cost us, I don't know, say fifteen million pound. But in the summer, they were going to cost us ten million pound. There's no benefit in that. There's no. Why would you throw five million pound away if we're going to get? If we're still going to finish with the current crop of players in a comfortable position, I think we're fine. I don't think we've got anything to worry about. I think we've got. I think. And the reason I think this is, I think there are enough teams with not enough about them to stay up this year. Yeah. Whereas I think we've got that about us. It's in depth. We've got a lot of people coming back over the, over the next sort of couple of months, um, and I think we'll be we'll be tactically sound um, over the next few months to get us to that stage. But when we get some of the better players and the bigger players and the more important players back, um, we'll be, we'll be fine. Um, however. If, as you rightly say, if a player comes up whereby they're touting to move away from their club for whatever reason and the club's willing to accept an offer, a similar offer now to what you think they'd be worth in the summer, then yeah, I think we absolutely would make a move on that. And I think there's been ramblings that uh, I, I don't know how accurate some of these stories are, but £15 million has been set aside to buy a midfielder. Um, fantastic. Uh, but... Um, I mean, bear in mind we, we, we're getting a, a bonus three point seven five million unlooked for from the the wood transfer. Is that is that being confirmed by Phil Hay or anybody? Uh, I think so. I think Phil or maybe Graham. 
we've not seen it from the club and we probably won't. Uh, but I no. think it was confirmed by one of the sources that we'd trust. But I'd have to go right. double check it. Okay, okay. Um, that'd be quite 50% nice. percent of uh, the transfer fee. So I think it was worked out by us at 3.75 if it was a £25 million pound move. That's, if it wasn't, that was, that's it. If it wasn't just on the profit from the sale, because that would then only be 15% of £10 million because they're signing for 15. Right. Um, so there's two, there's two separate ways that, that, that clubs do those adult, that those sell-on clauses. And one's percentage of profit from the sale, uh, and one is percentage of next sale. So the two quite different figures, as you can probably yeah. imagine. Um, but, yeah, it might be worth finding out a little bit more about that for, for Tuesday then. Um, right then, so say we've got 15 million. Uh, who are you going to sign? Well, I don't know. I don't know much about it, but we have been linked with a, um, a standard Liège uh, midfielder today. There was a, a lot of rumblings. Now, a lot of those were coming from bullshit sites like Here Is the City and that sort of thing that just come out with, 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 with nonsense. Um, for fifteen million, I, I, I don't know. There's been lots of rumblings about O'Brien and Swift. I think Swift looks all right. Um, O'Brien again looks all right. I, I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not convinced wholly by either of them, but that's because we've not seen him play at the top level yet. And until you do, and until you see him, uh, you know, able to operate with players that are playing regular premiership and see if they can keep up, you can't really tell. Um, I, I kind of would be a little bit disappointed if we spent that much on those players. I think, it, I, I don't think that the, the, the yeah. value would be in the deal there. Um, but, you know, potentially we could land them both for that sort of money. Um, yeah, maybe. I, 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 I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm really not sure. I think there's, there's all sorts of ways you can look at that. If you look at Rodrigo, we're thinking about um, Spain's number nine coming in for a lot of money. Um, he's, he's not in the midst or early in his career. You know, we wanted somebody to come in as a, um, an experienced professional. And regardless of what he's done on the pitch, you know, he's an, ex an experienced professional. He will have benefited the. The, uh, the changing rooms and, and the squad and the training sessions and so on, he will have added into those. Um, so regardless of, of anything else, you know, it, it, I think that we, we've lost quite a bit in Pablo and Berardi and even Alioski. You know, they, they, they played a lot of games for us and they've played a lot of games in their careers. Um, for me, I think bringing experience, you can see what experience means in Farshaw. That, mm. that, that capability and that, those, those, those games he's played in the past, because he'd played in the Premier League before and he'd played well. So, for me, it's not necessarily just somebody coming in with the capability. And, you know, we look at Bate coming in and he's playing well. He does well, but he's a young kid. And, and you know, there's others coming in. I think that, for me, if we're talking about um, the likes of Bate and maybe Jenkins and others being given opportunities next season, is what's wrong with... As well. Yeah, but for me, what is what what's wrong with being in a position where we can bring in an experienced player that, that might not be getting minutes at his club, but on loan till summer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just I just want to talk, just, 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 I know we're going on tonight, so I don't know why, me and you can talk shit for ages, <laughs> um, but um, just on, I, I, think we, I think we need to bring a 10 in, and I think we could do with bringing a 10 in who can benefit the team, as, as Jay said, um, not some, not somebody who benefit just now, but next, next, next season as well. Absolutely missed those three uh, 
massive figures within the changing rooms you can probably imagine wealth of experience between them um but just on rodrigo there i know you mentioned rodrigo and this isn't relative to us signing anybody there's been rumors of him going and and going to potentially barcelona would you take what we paid for him to barcelona now if we could sign somebody uh i think trying to get somebody in yeah uh, now i i do you know if 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 he wants to go um, yeah. And we can get the money back for him, summer. But for me, not now. We we, nah, we, we need right. every player we've got. I think you're right. So yeah, I, I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even take cash back. No, no. Um, he's, he's the yeah. short answer. No, I wouldn't take it. Yeah, no. I think I think you I think you're right there. I think you're right. Um, right then, uh, what we got going on uh, over the next week or so, uh, Gilly? We've got uh, Tuesday night. We'll have our usual uh, pod night. Uh, Pod night, whatever you want to call it, with, with four of the gang. I don't know who it is without looking. Um, we've been in touch with some uh, some familiar faces, those who've been pop fans and friends of the pod for um, for some time now. Uh, we've got a couple of people sort of getting back in touch with us who'd like to feature and come on and stuff. So you might see some some familiar faces, not just from the pod, but maybe people who've been on the pitch at Leeds and uh, not streaking like like Matt does, but uh, but actual uh, actual players and stuff like that. So, so keep your eyes peeled. We've got lots of interesting stuff coming up. Um, a little bit of news to release as well over the next week or so. Matt and I are going to be working on a short video before that comes out, I think. And then, uh, yeah, stay in touch. We've got... Uh, Newcastle to look forward to next week. Yeah, Newcastle, um, and then unfortunately after that, the international break, isn't it? But yeah, actually, that might play into our favour because we might be able to get some players back. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Um, thanks, everybody, for all your comments, as always. Uh, follow both myself and Matt. How do you do it? This, this bit, yeah. <laughs> Matt on Twitter. Yeah, um, if you don't already, and we, uh, if you've got any ideas or anything you want to throw at us, and then we'll be happy to uh, to try and have a bit of a, a chat with you. I'm usually arguing with people, but I can take a break from that. Uh, so, yeah, thank you, everybody, for tonight. Uh, great three points. So let's move on to, uh, to Newcastle and pick up another three. Cheers, Matt. Cheers. See you later. We're in London. That's the fucking difference. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Thank you for listening to another Auto Better podcast, the Independent Legion United podcast. You can engage with us via our socials on YouTube and Twitter at the address at Auto Better with your thoughts on the show or subjects you'd like us to discuss. You can even join us live and have your say while we're recording on our YouTube channel for the main weekly show and the Barati and Coke Aftermatch podcasts. With three years' worth of content you can listen back to, from interviews with former Leeds players and managers to Hollywood stars. Maybe choose carefully which match reviews to check out though. Remember to subscribe on whichever app you choose to follow us on.